0: Welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood, and I'm not your life coach, just a girl who never gives up. What is up, you guys? I'm pumped to have an article, actually, that I wrote almost two years ago. Be kind of the premise of today's talk. So, we are going to talk about the five gym mistakes you might not know you're making. And the reason I want to talk to you about this is because I am, I want the people in the world who are motivated to show up at the gym every day to get the most out of what they're doing. And I'm constantly seeing people who are motivated and at the gym at 6 a.m. every day when I'm there doing some things that might not actually be in their best interest for maybe what they want. Because this is might be wrong of me, but for some people, the assumption is that they are going to the gym to affect change on their body beyond just to feel good. Obviously, just going to feel good is a great goal and reason to go. But a lot of people might be trying to get stronger or leaner or better form or something to do with an actual thing that they can see the change, right? So, I'm gonna go through some things that I notice very, I've Very, i noticed over the past 10 years, and so I wanna just talk about it and hope that it gives you a little inspo on how you might be able to do better. So the first one is, if your goal is to increase strength, the mistake you might not know you're making is not resting long enough between sets. And you guys, high school Garrett, this was totally me. I thought that the faster I moved, combined with the longer I kept my heart rate up, the more calories I burned, which is technically true, but I thought that the calorie burn alone would contribute to like my muscle definition which you know comes from having strength so I wanted to be toned and I needed to burn calories or I should have just worked on eating less um, so I was like you know what resting is a waste of time. But what I underestimated was the power of building strength during a fat loss phase. And it's very powerful to have more metabolically active tissue, aka muscle, when you're dieting. So what I should have been doing and how I lift it now is I would do a heavy set of squats, rest, 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 and then do it again. Because if I'm moving really fast, let's say I have a 30-pound dumbbell and I do like 15 squats really fast and then a bunch of burpees and I'm totally out of breath so I can't do more or 30 pounds all of a sudden feels hard, which would be true because you're out of breath. You'd actually be doing more damage at the like, cellular level of your glute muscles, like the muscle cells. If I had done three really heavy squats with 200 pounds, rested two to maybe five minutes and then done it again. Whereas on the contrary, if I had been doing those, you know, that 30 pound weight, doing a bunch of really fast squats and then burpees and then jumping up and down squat jumps and all of that, I'd be burning a bunch of calories and and moving my heart rate, making my heart rate come up, which is, you know, there, as we talked about last week, there's a lot of benefits to cardio, but I wouldn't be actually building that metabolically active tissue. So I would say the biggest thing that I think people who really want to build strength for fat loss need to do is take two to five minutes to recover in between their sets. The stronger you are, the more muscle you have, the easier it is to get leaner, aka lose fat. So, and the more strength you have means the more muscle you have to show. So definitely take time to rest. Number two, if you're also, if your goal is to increase your strength, the mistake I see a lot of people make is not resting between their heavy lifting days or lifting the same muscles back to back. Now, for a lot of newbie lifters, you'll go to classes like Barry's Boot Camp. I teach there, I freaking love it. It's a great place to start. But what Barry's does really well is we have different days. So if you guys have noticed, the schedule says Arms and Abs Day is Monday, Butt and Legs Day is Tuesday. Chest back and abs day is Wednesday. Uh, We have like a butt and leg or a butt and abs class on Thursday. And then we have total body Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But if you happen to come to Barry's to do your lifting and you were doing double floor, meaning you're just lifting the whole time, and you did Friday and Saturday and Sunday, and, you know, the instructors are we're trained to program a pretty thorough full body workout, you'd be blasting kind of the same thing over and over and over again. And it's very hard to make progress if you're lifting the same muscle multiple days in a row because the muscle stays in a current state of fatigue. So I'll read to you like a little excerpt from this article that I wrote. Disclaimer, it is totally fine to lift a muscle group twice in one week, depending on your goals. For instance, when focusing on my own glute gains, I did two lower body days a week, and I just separated them with multiple rest days. If you want bigger biceps, train them twice a week. The trick is not to do them back to back. You see, adding to this point, in order to get stronger, you must stress the muscle in a new way with a new stimulus. If you do squats on a Monday and then you go to the gym Tuesday to do more squats, the only major benefit you're going to get is the cardiovascular side of things because there's no way that your glutes have recovered from Monday in parentheses, if you actually effectively introduce a new stressor on Monday. And because of that, there's no way they'll be able to handle anything heavier or harder rep-wise than they did the previous day. Therefore, no gains will be made. So definitely do not shy away from resting, you guys. Resting, resting, resting. I'm gonna put the link to this article in the show notes because there's like an example of like a workout schedule that I do or that I would suggest. Okay, goal number three, increasing strength. Still, if you wanna increase strength... A big mistake people make is not logging or tracking their progress. So don't forget to track what you're doing and being mindful of the work you're putting in or... Even writing down a type of schedule you want to follow that way it's really it's it's really if you're not do, tracking it guys it's really hard to know if you had a quote unquote good or bad workout and I'll use this morning as an example. It was the day after St Patty's Day. I didn't celebrate St Patty's Day but I had had a couple glasses of wine with uh, really close friends last night and I was just feeling kind of out of it but I'm so hyper aware of what weights I lift when I do my workouts that when I lifted 245 pounds in my deadlift today, I knew that was sick. I was like, that's awesome because I definitely haven't done that in a while. And my chin ups felt super hard, but I still ended up getting four or five sets of five to six reps. So When I look at it on paper, if there was no emotion or notes about how I felt, I'd be like, oh, that's a solid workout. But I just felt so crappy during it. So emotionally and mentally, I texted Jeff, my fiance, and I said, oh, I had the worst where I just felt so weak today. But on paper, I nailed it. So I think if you really do want to be objective with your training, definitely track what you're doing because you can chart emotionally, mentally how you're feeling and then physically what you're doing and then you can know how to achieve progressive overload. And if you don't understand progressive overload, go back to last Sunday's episode because it is really um, it talks about what that is and, and why you need it. Number four, if your goal is to increase strength, the mistake is quantifying your workout by how sweaty it makes you. So this is a big thing, you guys. Going back to like my very first point where I was like, I had to jump around, I had to burn calories, and I had to be sweaty and jump, 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 and like be hyperactive in the gym and not take rest because I thought that was a sign of weakness. I would be so sweaty. And now I'll have moments like today where... I left the gym and I took my hair out of the ponytail and I could probably go out to dinner. My hair looked fine because I wasn't very sweaty. So when you are going to prioritize strength, you have to prioritize rest time during the workout. And when you are resting and you're doing these kind of short, really high intense bursts of strength moves, you may or may not be sweaty. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt. If you didn't know, I am the CEO, founder, and head coach at Crossroads of Fitness. And our claim to fame is the Dare to Eat Fat Loss Program. I wanted to let you know that we are actively taking on new clients. I have two other lead coaches right now. And if you are interested in losing six to 12 pounds in 12 weeks, we want to work with you. We teach what is scientifically proven to be the sustainable rate of fat loss. And you can check out the links in the show notes that will take you to our program offerings on our website. You can always email me or DM me on Instagram. I am happy to enroll you as a new client. I would love to work with you. If you have any questions, let me know and dare to eat. And so don't judge your workout by how sweaty it makes you because you could be making some serious gains and not sweating. And there's a lot that goes into like why a body sweats and some people sweat like doing nothing. And some people, it takes a lot to make them sweat. And there's the conditions of the gym. Like sometimes the gym that I go to feels really hot and I'm super sweaty. And sometimes like today, I didn't sweat at all. So definitely don't judge your workout by how sweaty it makes you. And unless you're trying to sweat because you're doing cardio, don't worry if you do or if you don't. Just track your workout. Now, goal number five if your goal is to want to look more toned and defined, the mistake a lot of people will make is doing cardio every day. Now, this is a loaded one. And the reason that cardio could be a mistake every day is because there's seasons or could not is because there's seasons of life. If you're a bodybuilder and you're getting on stage in two weeks, yeah, you might want to do cardio every single day. If you're like my fiance and you are literally glued to your desk from 8 till 430, you're probably going to want to do some cardio every day just to get some movement in. So I'm going to basically explain this by way of reading a little bit from this article because I think it articulates it pretty well. So when you lift, you are taxing the muscle and it needs time to recover. And it also needs carbs and protein to rebuild. Lifting weights will turn your body into a machine that uses the food you feed it to develop muscle. If you are effectively in a calorie deficit, meaning you're eating less than you need, less than you need to stay the same way, the body will rebuild and repair the muscles and you'll get stronger from lifting, but you'll also be losing fat because you're in a calorie deficit. Losing fat will get you to look and feel leaner. If you hold off on cardio during the beginning of a fat loss phase and you focus only on lifting, Then you can add cardio in later as a tool when you really don't want to decrease your calories any further. So doing 15 to 30 minutes of cardio a few times a week can help keep you in a calorie deficit. And in the event that your body just gets used to that, you can add more. But if you start by doing an hour of cardio a day, like where do you go from there? So I think the best thing to do for most people is to lift heavy two to maybe four times a week and watch your calories. Then you can add in cardio and, and you know use that as a tool to increase your calorie deficit without subtracting food um, unless you just love moving and cardio is like something that just makes you happy. I've been in a phase of life currently where sometimes I wake up so amped I just want to run and so I've been doing maybe two runs a week which is fun for me right now but I'm gonna go back to one more I'm gonna give you one more mistake like a bonus mistake you might not know you're making at the gym and this still goes back to cardio or to if strength is your goal I'm all for your own personal warm-up Maybe you want to jump on the elliptical for five to 10 minutes to warm up and feel like in your own body. And it's not like you're just going to walk up to a deadlift bar and pick it up. So, the biggest mistake I see women make who want to broach the idea of weights, but they're still kind of not convinced yet if they should lift weights is they go to the gym, they get on the treadmill, and they run for like 30 minutes. And you guys, this was me. I'm not making fun. I'm just telling, because I was this girl before I learned a lot about the science. So I would go to the gym, get on the treadmill and run for sometimes 20 minutes, sometimes 30 times, sometimes an hour. And I would feel like so proud of myself for getting all my cardio done and burning all these calories that I would then say, "Okay, well, now that I've done that, I'm going to go do a little bit of lifting. But what happens if you're doing long bouts of cardio before your lift is you're actually fatiguing. Like it's more specific with a lower body day. If you're doing upper body day, it's not as big of a deal. But If you're gonna run, you're taxing your quads, your hamstrings, like your hip flexors, they're gonna be weakened by this running. And so when things are stressed, they're unable to perform their maximum potential. So let's say I ran for 20, 30 minutes and then I go over to the deadlift bar. I'm gonna try my absolute hardest. I'm super motivated. I'm gonna lift as much as I can, but chances are, you guys, I won't actually be able to lift as much as I could if I hadn't run first. And so we really want your body to be as fresh as possible when you're doing your lift so that you can really stress that muscle at the cellular level and work on your progressive overload, which means taking the muscle to a stressor that it's never seen before. So I hope that helps you because these are things that I didn't know until I started studying it. And now that I know, I wanna help. So again, just to review, The first mistake is people not resting long enough between their sets of their lifts if they want to get stronger. Mistake number two is not taking rest days in general during the week and lifting the same muscles back to back, thinking that it's going to help, but really it's not. The third is not logging your training or tracking your progress. So make sure you know how much you're lifting so you can objectively judge your lifts. And then also don't worry about how sweaty you get or not. Your workout should not be defined on how sweaty you are. Also, don't do cardio every single day unless it's just for quality of life like my fiance. If you're really, really hyper-focused on fat loss, start with strength and a calorie deficit first, Then start to add in cardio. And then your bonus tip was don't tax your body too much with cardio before you lift. If you're someone who likes to do a little bit of lifting and cardio in the same workout session, definitely, definitely start with your strength, you know, with the exception that, you know, a five minute little elliptical warm up is totally fine. Wow. We blitzed through that. It hasn't even been 20 minutes. I want questions. I want you guys to DM me. I was so happy last weekend. Some of you DM'd me about strength training and cardio. And I actually got a really good question. So I'm going to mention it here before I go. And the person said, You did a great job of talking about the pros and cons of lifting and cardio, but. For someone like myself that has 50 pounds to lose, do you still think that only one to two cardio sessions a week is good? And here's what I think you guys would be surprised about my answer. You might think, oh, well, if this person has 50 pounds to lose, then they need to get after it. They need to get in the gym more than anyone. They need to be doing so much. But the answer is actually no. I I stand by my one to two cardio sessions a week for now because think of it this way. We're, as humans... We know that the sustainable rate of fat loss, the kind of fat that comes off and does not come back on, meaning like you're not going to be binging out later, is a half of a pound to a pound a week. Now, we're also not robots. A robot would lose perfectly one pound per week. But things happen in life. We have parties. We have celebrations. Like. Our scale weight fluctuates. It's not really realistic to know, to say that you could perfectly lose one pound a week, but let's pretend you could. Let's pretend you were a robot. You had 50 pounds to lose and you wanted to lose a pound a week. That would take you two weeks shy of an entire year of dieting intensely to lose the 50 pounds. And a year is a long time. And I don't recommend someone's in a calorie deficit consistently for a year. I think you need to go in phases. And if you have questions about that specifically, please DM me. I have worked with several women for about a year, but we, we cycle into deficits and out of deficits. But anyway, because somebody might need likely more than a year to lose that 50 pounds because they're not a robot, they're probably not gonna lose a pound a week perfectly. You're in it for the long haul. And so if you start off week one of 52 or week one of 100 weeks that you're gonna commit to this, if you start off with an hour of cardio every day or even 30 minutes every single day, it might be a lot to try to keep up with. So I think definitely start with strength and a calorie deficit, two to four strength sessions a week, one to two cardios a week and focus on that nutrition and accelerate cardio as needed once the other things are locked in place. So anyway, I hope that helps. Please, please, please feel free to shoot me DMs on any questions you have about this stuff. I am totally happy to answer. And I also did a poll on Instagram and wanted to know if you guys really like this nutrition fitness stuff or if you like my stories about my life, whether it's like talking about Jeff or my book or motivation um so i wanted to drop this episode because a lot of you did say nutrition and fitness and i really want to serve you but just so you guys know i have episodes recorded about time and flow about reflection more visualization stuff so all that stuff's coming and i think for now i'm just going to keep it as a good mix for you guys and again i truly truly appreciate your feedback your support all of that so if you have any more requests or questions or comments or feedback please leave us a review on itunes and then shoot me a dm with anything you want to know or hear more of i appreciate you guys so much and i have so much fun doing this so thank Thank you for giving me a reason to, to do what I love. And I hope you guys have an awesome week. Talk to you soon. As always, dare to move. If you guys are putting up your preach hands and nodding your head yes to things that are said either out of my mouth or out of my interviewees mouths, and you so, so, so relate, we would absolutely love to see you post about our podcast in your Instagram stories. Please also comment on our Instagram dare to move podcast posts. If you do a post in your stories three times and you comment on one of our podcast posts and you give us a review on iTunes or whatever platform you are using, we will be rewarding one lucky person every month with a $100 gift card to Amazon. Your comments, your feedback, your critiques, and your reviews are so helpful to us. So thank you for those of you who have done them. And please, please, please help us out if you are enjoying our content. It helps us out when you share it with your community and when you tell iTunes that we're doing a great job. So please comment, please share on Instagram in your stories. Please comment on our Dare to Move podcast post, and we will enter your name into a drawing for a hundred bucks. Easy money, guys. Thanks again. Thank you guys so much for listening. These solo casts are my chance to connect with you, to act as your coach, your mentor, or give you insight on mindset tips that I've used in order to juggle many things at once. I would absolutely love to connect with you on... Instagram at GarrettNWood is my handle, and I truly want this to be a podcast, Dare to Move Nation. And so if you are listening and you are feeling inspired, here's two things you can do today to feel like you're on it, you're on a mission, you're getting after it. Number one, wake up earlier, make a post about it, whether it's in your story or a post, like a real post, and hashtag Dare to Move. Also, try Move With. Get up, turn the app on, find a coach. You can work out with me. You can work out with any other coaches out there. Do a body weight workout. Do an at-home workout. Do a treadmill workout. Move your body. Change your life. And of course, tag me. Tag the podcast at Dare to Move Podcast. We want to see you moving. We want to see you making change. I have over 70 workouts you can do to my voice. So if my voice is not bothering you yet, go ahead and let me be your coach. Let me train you. Move with me and move your body to change your life. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, DM me on Instagram, comment, subscribe, rate us. We appreciate your help so much. And as always, dare to move.